Welcome to Alutacast, a podcast made by Alaska Natives. Natively. It's a show that explains how our past influences our future. From our modern Native perspective. Today we are going to talk about Bennett. Oh, okay. Because, uh, <clears throat> you know, talk. yeah, yeah, you got to talk this time. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, again, uh, we were sitting here thinking about what could we talk about, and, uh, Caden came up with the idea of school because, uh, again, I, I imagine that could be vocational as well as a traditional four-year college or yeah. university. As well as just K through 12. Oh, all school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, granted, I, I think through grade school, of course, you know, uh, are people molding you to what, or I guess not molding you, but maybe influencing you? to the future decisions that you're going to make. Well, that's a, that's, that's a no-brainer, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an important time. Yeah. Like, again, uh, we were just talking about this. Uh, my daughter was playing Starbucks. You know, she's three years old. But obviously, it's made an impact on her because that became a game. Living in the village, living in a city, living in a rural community. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has a lot to do with the profession that you choose? Yeah. 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 Depends on what you're exposed to, who you're around every day. Right. It's like, imagine if your parents were like, you know, you need to to leave the village and go get a job and uh, get your education. I mean, obviously, that's probably something you'll consider. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, that's also, I guess, what they call the brain drain from a lot of our rural communities that uh, if you get your engineering degree, if you get your your doctor degree, you know, nursing, what are the chances of you actually being hired in your own village? Very low. So I could totally see, like, again, talking about all grades. I guess what you're looking for and what we've been, are going to feature in some of our upcoming podcasts is, uh, what's the name of our, uh, the Life Opportunities? Oh, yeah, that's right. Life Opportunities. Like, again... When we talk about our native people, again, it's hard to not mention the fact that we're always at, traditionally always getting ready. So if it's right. summer, we're getting ready for winter. If it's winter, we're getting ready for summer. I don't think that's changed at all. Well, getting ready hasn't changed, but maybe how we get ready has changed. How do we get ready for school? Buying supplies. Oh, yeah. Got to get my new color crayons. <laughs> with the sharpener textbooks well for college definitely I mean mm-hmm. especially if you're traveling going away from home for the first time uh, can it be scary or, or is because yeah. well, Caden you've been doing it for a while because you've been where do you go to school again uh, Washington State University yeah. in Pullman yeah so that's that's not a you know small move and this will be your first year away yeah Mm-hmm. This is the very first time you've been away from home? No, I've gone on like two week camp, like a summer camps or like traveling the school away from home, but not, this is my first time living away from home. Yeah, so I would call that a life changing experience or yeah. going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, are you scared at all? A little, but I'm also, I'm pretty excited for it. There are things I know that I'll be able to still call my parents, especially oh, yeah. 
It's only an hour time difference, so. And they'll come visit, I'm sure, on, on yes. a regular basis. Do you have family in Seattle? Uh, I have distant family that, okay. yeah, live in Washington. So you'll be going there pretty much by yourself and maybe making new friends. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, that's cool, though. I mean, if you really think about it, it's kind of exciting, too, at yeah. the same time. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bennett, are you living on campus or are you going to be living off campus? Uh, off campus. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I did. I didn't live on campus. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's definitely a, a time in your life that is influence, influential on your, um, what you're thinking. And again, I'm definitely a, a supporter of free thinking, <laughs> you know, because uh, again, being a scholar or an intellectual, you know, has to do with, well, exactly educating yourself uh, about everything. And uh, so... I was going to say, yeah, going out of state and living on your own for school will be good because you'll learn a lot, not about, not just about school stuff, but you also have to figure out how to take care of yourself, you know? <laughs> you got to learn how to cook and clean and do chores around the house without anybody telling you to. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Would you have any advice for uh, Isabel? I would definitely invest in a calendar or a planner. That's what I've been doing the last couple of years, and that's a lifesaver. Because then, you know, you go to class all day and take notes on whatever, but then once you're done with class for the day, you kind of want to just relax. But I have a big calendar on that wall that I just look at, and I have all my assignments written down. So that's a good way to keep track of everything, because there's nothing worse than just totally spacing to turn in an assignment or do an assignment because you lose out on so many points for no good reason. Uh, what I've been doing is, actually since my freshman year, uh, as soon as the syllabus, syllabi are handed out for all my classes, I just go through and spend like a couple hours writing literally every assignment and test down for the whole semester because then it's done and out of the way and I don't have to worry about writing anything else down. Wow, that's great advice. Jeez. Thank did, you. Did you did, do you have a job while you're down there? Uh, so last year during the fall, I worked 20 hours a week as an intern for the legal department here at Alute. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, I was working remotely all summer anyways, so I just brought the computer and stuff down with me. And then <clears throat> this fall, I'm hoping to fulfill my practicum requirement where I have to work as an intern in some sort of sports field. Yeah. So I'm looking at some opportunities uh, this summer that I can hopefully pursue in a couple months. Well, that's right. You're a junior now, right? Yeah. Yeah, you actually get to take classes that are that actually pertain to the degree you're going for. So that's always a, a plus, especially if you're new to college and you're uh, taking the level, you know, 101 classes, you know, I, don't let that number fool you, you know, a small, well, it's a smaller number, it must be an easier class, uh, no, because again, uh, uh, it seemed like for me, the 101 classes were actually kind of hard. It's a really mixed bag, yeah. in my opinion, because I've had some that weren't too challenging, but at the same time, I've taken 101 classes that I thought would be a walk in the park, and some of, like, the <laughs> hardest stuff I had to do. What's in those classes? Philosophy. 
Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Mine was uh, History 101. It wasn't necessarily a super challenging class, but it was a lot of work, a lot of writing, a lot of research, reading. And reading. Yeah. So that's, that's the stuff that I like. Now, people, you know, again, I, I think when you t when you convince yourself you're bad at math, guess what you're going to be? Bad at math. Yeah, bad at math. So I think when I was going to school that I convinced myself that I wasn't good at certain things. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a probably a bad way to, to head into school. So um, do you, I mean, hopefully you don't think you're Isabel or Bennett. Do you think you're? No. Good. That's good. That's, that's great. You know, uh, I don't know why I thought that because again, I think I equate it to the teachers that I had, yeah. you know, that I, maybe I wasn't taught in the way that I would learn better. Mm -hmm. Are you? Do you think you're bad at anything? Oh, I know I'm bad at that. No, <laughs> I didn't need convincing. I figured that out all by myself. Like, Oops! I'm going to avoid those classes like like death. <laughs> well, I finished up all my math classes, uh, so I'm I'm done with that. Well, that's nice because I, I was telling you guys a story earlier while we were sitting here in the office uh, that I here in my senior year, my advisor says. Uh, Oh, Lauren, by the way, you're, you're still missing a math class. What? Same thing happened to <laughs> That's like the most horrifying. Yeah, I did, I did, a, I did well in the class, so, but still it's like, I thought I was done with that. <laughs> Come on. That's not fair. Well, they changed it while I was in high school from you only needed three math credits or something like that. To you had to reach a certain level of a math class. Like they changed it my senior year, so then I had to go back and wrap up, you know, whatever math class it was to graduate. Oh man, that is. Wonder if we have any Alutic uh, mathematicians. I don't know. That'd be interesting to find out uh, yeah. who's out there, and uh, um, and if you listen to, to this podcast, you know you can reach us at podcast at a fognac.com and uh you know if uh let us know what your degree is in if you if you get a chance to listen to this and uh you have a degree uh let us know if you went to vocational school email us we'd love to interview you and uh you know hear your story or your experience that you had um whether it be funny or or serious, or just good advice for the next generation of uh, of our folks who are going off to school. Uh, again, whether it be a traditional four year or a vocational, I think that's a a good thing to bring up. Uh, or military first. Oh yeah, and going to trade school or college after that, because I think my uh, stepsister is thinking about joining the Coast Guard. Mm. She graduates high school and possibly going to college once her contract is up with them. That's great. You know, that's what they call the GI Bill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but not only that, again, like I was explaining to you guys, uh, when I went to school, I did all right, but I dropped out for a while. And when I went back, I took classes in the field that I was already in. Mm -hmm. And I found that, you know, if they asked me to write a 60-page paper, I'm like, is that all? You know, yeah, because I had so much experience in that field that there were so many things for me to talk about and um, I could totally see being in the military you know getting 
I don't know. We were talking about this being a drone pilot. You know, being a drone pilot. Is that, is that a real job? Like, well, yeah, mm -hmm. that's a real job. And uh, um, I mean, that's experience you could get in the military as well. It's a great way to network also. Yeah. If you, you know, fulfill your contract with them and then go get a degree. You have like endless opportunities, basically, just through all the people you need. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, you could be just a soldier, I suppose. Right. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, again, the, thanks to all our people who serve in the military. But I guess it depends on what you're looking to get out of it. Yeah. You can, I guess, uh, I guess what you put into it is what you get out of it. You don't put in much, you don't get much. I would imagine. Except learning how to get up early and march and do what you're told. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I would never do well in the military. Oh boy. Anyways, all the all those things that I don't do well. <laughs> what else? I've got a couple friends who are Alutic, uh, not shareholders, but uh, I've gone on to do stuff in the uh, uh, air traffic control FAA, which has been an amazing career and uh, um, long hours and tough work, but uh, very very rewarding and uh, able to travel around the world and see things. Again, we talked about that, talked about that in our, um, in our meetings, and we talked about traveling the world and experiencing things. But I think that's also one of the things that was taught to me by my family. And again, this that's, sorry, <laughs> I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> but that out. <laughs> uh, this interest in seeing the world. I mean, again, if you don't have the money to do it. Uh, I guess the military would be one way to, to, to do that. I, I do know that as I've traveled throughout rural Alaska that, and, you know, and it is sad, of course, uh, who do they say fights all the wars? The poor. Oh. Right. Because, again, you're looking for an opportunity to get out of a certain neighborhood or, or looking for opportunity to, to flourish. And so you go to the military because you feel like that's your only opportunity and of course, the, as the saying goes, you know, let you know, let the poor fight the wars, and uh, and then turn it into patriotism. Patriotism, but again, you know, I I don't know these things. I I'd never served in the military. Uh, my dad did, and I know a lot of our families have family members, but uh, beyond that, I don't really know a whole lot about it. Uh, did you ever consider the military? Uh, no, not for myself. No. no, I didn't like it. I didn't like the. I mean, I've been getting calls from recruiters. Oh yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> years and years, but I didn't like. I don't like the idea of getting told what to do all the time. Bennett, you get calls from the recruiters? No. What? I've yeah. gotten a mail letter once. Oh man. <laughs> I started getting calls from them when I was sixteen. I've gotten it from every branch multiple yep. times. <clears throat> Excuse me. Choking on my coffee. Um, I remember, uh, Sergeant Haskell of the United States Marine Corps. Lauren, what are you going to do with your life? Have you thought about the future? I'm like, oh, Sergeant Haskell. And he would, I'd go to like the local burger joint in the town I lived in, Oak Harbor. And, you know, we'd be sitting there having a burger, you know, it's like a drive-in. And then we'd see Sergeant Haskell pulling up. Like, ah, now it's the Marine Corps recruiter again. <laughs> Like, oh, man. You know, my dad actually did that. 
He was a recruiter for the military. Mm. That's funny. I can ma- imagine him avoiding my dad. <laughs> ah, it's my dad. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, um, again, thinking of younger folks who maybe not have a plan for the future. And again, that works for it works for a lot of people. I have a few friends. Well, my cousin is in the Navy right now. Uh, yeah, a couple of guys I went to high school with and. One's in the Army and one's in the Air Force, and they love it. I mean, they told me that, you know, once you finish boot camp or basic training or whatever, it's basically just a job. Right. You get a place to stay, you work however many days, and then you get time off to go do whatever you want. Uh, Except to wear your uniform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Again, it's a great way to get experience in a field that you may not have the opportunity to get training in. I mean... Other than school. <clears throat> and it sounded like, too, if you are interested in pursuing a certain part of whatever branch you're in, uh, once you've done the basic training or whatever, they will definitely help you or at least point you in the right direction sure. to if you want to become like a pilot or whatever. More networking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many commercial or airline pilots served in our military? Right. Well, I would say a vast majority, probably. Yeah. yeah. What a that's great. I'm gonna do any uh, evasive maneuvers in a seven thirty seven, that might be a little frightening. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm glad they know how to do it just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh all right. So I, I yeah that's I guess yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Caden, that you know, again, uh that wasn't something I ever considered, but a lot of folks do, the military. so um, Community colleges? I thought about doing that yeah. uh, when I was younger, getting my first two years out of the way and then going to a bigger school. Yeah. Um, That's what I did. In retrospect, I'm glad I didn't. I think Wazoo was the perfect choice to go That's to. Awesome. But I know, you know community college is the right path for a lot of people mm-hmm. who you know, maybe don't have the money to dumped into a big school. Yeah. The school or is so expensive. Getting your toes wet. Like, you know what? I'm not really sure this is for me, but I'm going to try a class out and see how it goes. That too. Yeah. <clears throat> Some community colleges like uh, North Seattle or uh, South Seattle, Central Seattle, community colleges uh, work hand-in-hand with the university to get people their associates so that they can, you know, go into uh, University of Washington with... Uh, a nice two-year yeah experience. associate mm-hmm. degree yeah and uh, prepare themselves for a larger um, school so um, yeah I mean well there's like a Alaska Middle College mm-hmm. is that what it's called yeah where you can uh, build your credit up while you're going to high school so oh, I, yeah. I know at Advanced least one person who graduated high school with an associate's degree already which is crazy Wow, what, that, that's that is crazy. You know, even sitting here with you guys right now made me uh, reminded me that could you earn credit taking an internship at a fog bank? I have tried. Yeah, and they shot it down. What? I know. Well, maybe, maybe I, I'll work with them to do it. <laughs> uh, because yeah, because I was working in legal at the time, mm. and my degree is in sport management. So they said. It would have to be directly related to sports to get credit for it. Oh, which is well, bummer. that makes sense. Maybe like a, if you're getting your master's in business administration, 
that might be a more for you. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, getting your nursing degree and working as an intern at a Fognac, yeah, we don't do too much nursing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really go home. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Engineering, though, I, I can see that. We actually uh, had talked about, we have an engineering firm on the same floor as shareholder services here in Anchorage, and uh, that'd be interesting to talk to them about having an intern for them. Uh, yeah, just right down the hallway, you yeah. could, yeah, right there. Uh, they are, of course, still on COVID uh, protocol, so we don't see them very often, but uh, uh, I can typically tell what, that they're an engineer over there because <laughs> I'm kind of an uh, extrovert, and uh, I'm finding out that there a lot of them are introverts. <laughs> you know, I'm walking down the hallway and say, hey, how are, you, how are you doing today? Isn't this a beautiful morning? Top of the morning to you. <laughs> and uh, they look at me weird. And I just keep walking. <laughs> I'm like, you must be an engineer. <laughs> I'm very much the same way. I'm very introverted in the morning until I at least have a cup or two of coffee. Mm, there you go. Ah. Depends. Sometimes I can make things different. Yeah. You seem like a more of an introvert. I mean, it's a new environment. I don't know what you're uh, Well, yeah, I'll give you that. But once you meet and know the people do you, do you open up a bit how about you as well you seem like you get probably thrive in any environment yeah i can adapt myself pretty well but i am naturally a quiet person ah. yeah no not me never that way <laughs> <laughs> nope uh anybody remembers me in high school yeah they're like yeah he was crazy <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> Um, huh. All right. Well, school. Is it for everybody? No. Is there anything wrong with that? No. No. I would definitely say if you're not interested in going to college at all, don't do it. There's no. a ton of different ways you could go and have a successful career in uh, doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. You know. Granted, there's more risk, say, like, uh, Maybe you want to be an entrepreneur. Well, again, uh, maybe having a degree would help you along that lines because, mm -hmm. again, how do, you, how do you run a business? Well, you know, there's places like the uh, Alaska Center for or Small Business Development Center. Oh, good part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you could, you know, potentially get free advice because mm -hmm. uh, it is a nonprofit. But, um, I don't know, it's kind of hard to beat... Uh, are you going to have to do a certain amount of accounting in owning your own business? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, especially if you have employees. I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, trade type work. Oh, yeah, that um, too, yeah. Because, I mean, one of the people I know who makes some of the most money I've, I know of, uh, my buddy's dad owns a BMW shop, mechanic shop, uh, down mm -hmm. in Washington. Once he graduated, he just started went to trade school and then was an apprentice and kind of worked his way up and opened his own shop and it was really well. Yeah. So he had a skill and then he became an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of entrepreneurs on in our villages and again, uh, charter fishing, that's... Yeah, charter fishing. Again, uh, we kind of talked about that earlier too, like what is the future of jobs? Has the fishing industry taken big hits and past and probably in going to in the future mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean sad to say it's the state of how we live in the world we do right now but um, 
as a people, will we be able to adapt and and survive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Um, again, if you're working in the oil industry, and again, that seems, may may go the way of the dinosaur. What? What? That was a. That was not good. But anyways, um, I appreciate. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but again, solar power. You know, different renewable energy sources. Um, I don't know. Anyways, we'll, we'll we'll be here for a long time. Our people were able to adapt to the environment and thrive. And uh, I don't think we've lost that ability to adapt uh, over the years. And um, we'll be fine. We are going to take a short break. So in the meantime, enjoy a snippet from the album Our Dance from the Alaska Native Heritage Center. school into uh, careers that we all want to pursue as part of this podcast that we're doing over the summer. We decided that we were going to reach out to people 
who are involved in careers that we might want to, you know, be a part of eventually and interview them. Uh, so I think we all know who we're interviewing right now, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to interview Aaron Shutt, who is currently the CEO of Doyon Limited, uh, president and CEO. He served as the senior vice president and chief operating officer from 2008 to 2011 for Doyon. What made me want to interview him is he recently became a partial owner of the Anchorage Wolverines, which is going to be the NAHL expansion team into Anchorage, Alaska, starting in the 2021-2022 season. So I think that will be a great opportunity. I'm really excited. Uh, And I was just kind of thinking, would ask him, you know, our standard questions, like, what his favorite native food is, uh, one of his favorite memories from growing up in Alaska. But on top of that, I was going to ask him more business-related questions. You know, if he has any advice for succeeding in school or in the corporate world, what he wish he knew when he was our age, uh, you know, getting ready to graduate and whatnot. Uh, Maybe what he's most proud of during his career, since, you know, he's a high-up exec at a big company now, why he thinks sports are so important to not only the youth, but Native people in general. You know, sports are obviously a big part of Alaska. Uh, Basketball is huge in rural Alaska. Uh, Do you guys have any other ideas or something I could ask him, maybe? I think you could ask him what steps he took to get to mm. where he is. Yeah, I think that's a good one. What about you, Bennett? Do you have any ideas? Not really, no. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, and then the other person I reached out to is Jason Metrikin, who is currently an exec for Bristol Bay Native Corporation. He's also a president and CEO uh, for Bristol Bay. So, you know, he's a high up on one of the biggest Native corporations in Alaska. And what was really interesting to me is he's also a major sponsor for the Seattle Kraken, which is a brand new NHL team. I think they had their inaugural season this past year. So I was going to ask him similar you know, questions about advice for succeeding in school and career, how to stand out uh, when applying for a job, building a resume, stuff like that. But also I was curious to see, you know, why he invested in the Kraken and how he think that will benefit him in the long run. And, you know, although he isn't working directly in sports, he's working for a native corporation, uh, you know, somebody doesn't just sponsor a big team like that without having any knowledge in sports. So I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah, I think that's a really good question, asking why he's chosen to sponsor the team. Because that is something that you really have to think about. It's not just something you can do out of the blue. You have to... Right. Yeah. You know, none of us could (laughs) sponsor a big league team like that. You need to have some know-how for sure Mm -hmm. in the sports world and some assets. 
Do you guys have any other uh, ideas for questions? I've got the, you know, why are sports important, mm-hmm. career advice, why you invested. You could possibly, I mean, this is more about his job rather than sports, so this one may not be the best one, but asking if they would change anything about their job or if they'd change anything about the steps that they took, what would they do? What would they change? Yeah, I think that would actually be pretty interesting. Because, uh, you know, he served there for a while for mm-hmm. Bristol Bay, so obviously he likes it, but, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, so mm-hmm. maybe there is something he could have done differently. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, those will be really interesting interviews. Yeah. Uh, my The person that I'm interviewing is Natasha Hayden. She's, I believe, the vice president of the lands in a fog knack, and she's an engineer, a professional engineer, which means a professional engineer means you have to study under another engineer and you have to take a separate test after graduating college. It's um, to get your certification. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty interesting. I think I'll ask her a few questions about the professional engineering uh like process specifically um but a lot of the questions i have is about like what steps she took to get their advice for people who want to follow in a similar path uh also some like projects what projects has she done that she's proud of yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's a good way to go Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think this will be interesting because it's she's an engineer who's come and worked for a Bognac, and so it's kind of, I don't know, we definitely have engineers here, but here in the like main office in Anchorage, it's I don't think most of them are engineers. It's not a very, there's no need for engineers here in this main office, so I think it'll be interesting to see what it's like to work as an engineer for the company. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, engineering has so many different mm-hmm. ways you could go. Um, I don't remember if you said if you're interested in a specific field or not, but, you know, you could be civil engineer, you could be mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. I've got buddies who are uh, pursuing that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe Natasha is a civil engineer. Oh no, I'm currently right now. I'm pretty interested in uh, aeronautics and astro engineering. Yes. Yeah, it seems incredibly interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think that'll be awesome. And then, what about you, Bennett? For my interview? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <clears throat> I'm doing interviewing my grandfather, who was a board member and the president of a Fognac. I don't remember for how long or when. But it's super interesting to hear what he has to say because he was present during a, like a transitional period where they started doing government contracting. Mm-hmm. I think that's neat having he started that. Who is your grandfather? Ole Olson. Mm-hmm. And then he was also a pilot for a while too. Yeah, so you can ask him, ask him about that, and then also, you know, pick his brain a little bit about how the company has changed since he served on the board 
as well as where it's at today. Right. I don't know. I've heard a lot of stories from already, so I hope you have something new. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you won't have to do a lot of talking on that. I bet you can just give him a couple of questions. He could give you all sorts of stories and answers. Mm -hmm. So that'll be great. So, yeah, look forward to that uh, in the coming weeks of the summer. I think mm -hmm. it'll be really interesting stuff to put out there. Mm -hmm. Also, different career opportunities. Yep. The Afognak Native Corporation is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of Afognak Native Corporation policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the Afognak Native Corporation. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity that they represent. Views and opinions expressed by Afognak Native Corporation employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of the Afognak Native Corporation or the board of directors. If you have any questions about the system, please contact podcast at afognak.com.